Side note here, how heartbreaking was that scene where John Sr., the little boy, is just plugging his ears during all the gunfire? They just cut to him. Oh, like, oh my god. Billy, why'd you have to remind me? Episode 9 of 1883 wasn't the finale, but geez, it sure felt like it. We got answers to pretty much all of the show's burning questions. In most cases, we got the answers we didn't want. The fate of Elsa, James, Margaret, John Sr., and the rest of the show's stars now seems clear, which makes this week's episode of Dutton Rules something of a therapy session. At the very least, it's a safe place where you can be angry, sad, and confused. Heck, if denial is your drug right now, we're understanding. I'm Addison Hager, and of course there are spoilers, so if you've not yet watched, maybe check back with us in a few days. The focus of this penultimate episode of 1883 is on Elsa, but along the way, we seemingly got explanations for why the Duttons end up in Montana and whose little boy Spencer is. We'll get there. Billy Dukes is standing by with his insight, opinions, and trivia. Remember, if you're the first person to answer at staff at tasteofcountry.com, you get to have him say anything you want. We do have a winner from last week to discuss and a new trivia question regarding Yellowstone to get to. Tap follow on your favorite podcast listening platforms and then leave a five-star rating and review if you're listening on Apple. As always, you'll find conversations with Isabel May, Sam Elliott, Tim McGraw, and more in the archives. And as always, we'll mix in news about the upcoming seasons of Yellowstone, 1883, and the newly announced Taylor Sheridan projects before we finish. But let's begin easy with a few kind words and trivia as we bring in Billy Dukes right now. Addison, how are things? Oh, thank you for not coming in full sending the Addison because Billy, I am I am honestly not well. I think we need a drink. We need to crack a cold one at 9 a.m. <laughs> I am I <laughs> I am emotionally just woof. How I, are you? I feel like we need to have like the shrink's office couch where we just need to <laughs> yes. lay down and talk to each other about our yes. feelings and our emotions. Yes. Oh my gosh. Through yes. this. It was a big, big episode, big night, uh, <laughs> to say the yeah, least, with yeah, regards to episode details. nine. <laughs> a big night, emotionally draining night. Obviously, if, if you haven't watched episode nine and you hate spoilers, just get away from us right now because we're going to go deep <laughs> yeah, into sorry. all of it. And episode nine was the one I think that we've all kind of been looking forward to. This was the episode. It felt like mm-hmm. the finale to me. I, I don't know what episode 10 is going to bring. I expect a lot of resolution, but not much mm-hmm. change on the path uh, that we're yeah. going down. Well, before we dive in, something a little lighthearted is the trivia from last week who is the winner what did they ask of you and then what is the trivia for this week some good news bad news with regards to last week's trivia uh, okay. we got a winner but he did not request anything of me um ah, I, bummer. I responded back and didn't get and, and the woman from uh, two weeks ago never got back to me either so i'm off the hook here i appreciate Dang people it. wanting to just you know email with the right answer and not make me have any sort of penalty but um you know, if anybody wants to get back at me later, you know, the statute of limitations, one year. We'll put it at one year. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a hefty timeline, Billy. I'm thinking like a month. Wow. 
Last week's trivia question was, which actor from the Yellowstone franchise was a competitive bodybuilder? And I said, in fact, you could even say he has muscles. And I air quoted muscles. Right. That was a reference to a music video from uh, singer Diana Ross for a song called Muscles, during which actor Gil Birmingham starred. And he starred because Diana's team found him at the gym where he was a competitive bodybuilder. Rainwater. Wow. I did not. I said I said Thomas, who's LaMonica Garrett. I said Tim. And I even said, I think I said Rip. I can't remember. Uh, Kohlhauser. But, man, Rainwater, I would have not guessed. He, there was a lot of right and a lot of wrong answers. Scott was the first in with the right answer, knowing it was Gil Burningham. A couple of people knew the muscles connection as well, but that wasn't hmm. necessary wow. to be correct. Um, but really, so many responses. I really appreciate it. I think I responded to everyone. Um, and, and I'm still getting, this is something kind of unexpected, is I'm getting uh, email responses to, like, the first and second trivia questions as well. So I didn't think about <laughs> that. Like, I have to... <laughs> I have to answer these in perpetuity. <laughs> <laughs> We're always oh, talking well. about trivia here. All right. New trivia question. This is one of my favorites I've been holding on to. Ooh. In episode four of season okay. four of Yellowstone, Beth finds out that Rip doesn't know his real birthday, so she gives him one. What uh-huh. is Rip Wheeler's birthday? Ah. <sighs> Oh, man, I actually don't remember. I remember that scene. I'm interested to hear what people end up saying. Wasn't it a great... That was like one of my favorite scenes of the season because it was just this light sort of playful, like like a moment two people who are in love and just sort of figuring things out would have to with each other, kind of. I loved that scene and it's always stuck with me and then his birthday stuck with me as well. I liked that scene. I still think my favorite though is, is the wedding with her, you know, cocktail dress on and... Sure. That entire scene. So, yeah, kind of the same. Well, today I kind of want to dive into a theory that I had wrong. And we can kind of paint the scene or paint the picture of what happened if we want to start with Elsa, unless you want to start somewhere else today. No, that's, I mean, Elsa's the thing this week, I believe. I yeah. mean, she, that was the one plot line through this episode. That, and so everything extends from her. Well, and I'll, I'll set the scene up real quick. Tim or James... Shay and Travis, I think it was just the three of them, uh, approach a native camp, essentially, and uh, realize that all the women and children have been killed. And pretty much realize, oh my gosh, the warriors are going to think it's us because our tracks are everywhere. And so they, James makes Elsa, you know, before now, she's dressed in the Native American vest and she's got the pants on. And so pretty much they say, we want you to look not like them slash also like a girl, not a cowboy. So they might not kill you. Uh, And so Margaret makes her put on the dress that we had originally discussed as like, Oh, maybe it's her wedding dress to Sam, which that obviously we were drastically wrong. And it's, that was not the purpose of why she ended up being in that white dress, which at the very opening scene, we see her being shot by an arrow. That for me was kind of the curveball. Like, Oh gosh. Okay. Here's where this is headed. We talked about this last episode of you asked me, do we actually think that Sam and Elsa will get, you know, see each other again? I didn't think it was because she was going to die, but um, 
yeah, that that answers our question of they will not see each other again. What was your reaction when she started to put on that dress? Mm, my stomach dropped. I I knew, yeah. which honestly, I, I this entire opening scene of when the warriors pretty much approach as Tim, as James, as Shay, and as Thomas go out to go find uh, the people who actually killed uh, this camp, the warriors approach uh, the rest of the immigrants along with Margaret, Elsa. And, you know, it's it's one of those, I, I am glad I, I, it kind of mentally prepared me, or sorry, emotional, well, mentally and emotionally prepared me. I, you know, it's one of those like, okay, it's coming. And it's it's going to be this episode, and I'm bracing for impact. So I'm actually yeah. glad that they gave us a little bit of a a heads up because, and and I'll I want to hear your thoughts before we dive in deeper into that scene. But I mean, the rest of that scene between just not breathing and you know just the entire time, I oh I was emotionally drained from the next scene that happened. So I'm I'm glad I got a little bit of a a heads up. That dress scene to me when she puts it on, that was like the point where the whole show turned. We all had these theories on what could possibly happen, but then she pulls that dress out and everything locks in and you can with really clear mm-hmm. tunnel vision see what's going to happen. But let, let me pull back just yeah. a second to kind of set that up a little bit differently or um, a little bit more clearly because how she got to putting on that dress, originally the plan was once Sam, Thomas, and Shay discover the the attack scene, this brutal attack scene at a native camp. Originally, their plan is to go after the bandits to get those horses back, and they want yeah. the whole wagon train to stay put. Stay where you are. Don't move. We'll come back. If the Indians come back, just try your best to, to talk them down, explain we didn't do this, but you know our guys are out there doing this. That is the plan, and everybody's sticking to this plan and still, until Cookie. Cookie comes up. Dang Cookie. Pulling up. Frickin' cookie, and he comes up. He's like, "Hey, I ain't doing that." He blows up the whole dang plan. It gets everybody. I'm glad you added that. Yes, hello. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, everybody. So everybody follows Cookie, and it's only they're they're going to the fort, and I think we figured out it's Fort Casper in Wyoming is the fort they're going to, and the reason she has put the dress on is because if the the people in the fort see her in native clothes, they'll. One of our, you know, kidnapper, arrester, right. killer, do some sort of harm to her. So she has to put that dress on so that their wagon can follow. But if it wasn't for Cookie, here's my question to you, Addison. Uh, Would yes. that plan of hanging at the camp, waiting for the natives to come back, do you think that plan would have worked? Honestly, no. I, I mean, they're sitting ducks and I, the warriors came in hot regardless so i don't know if they would have taken the moment to slow down and go okay okay let's have a little chit chat here before i decide if i'm going to impale you with an arrow i think they would have come in hot regardless and you know i mean cookie still derailed the plan and they may not have ever gotten to them but i i don't know i i kind of feel like regardless they were going to come in and not ask questions before just laying into them I'm, I'm, my inner Ooh, optimist says that the, well, no, I, I, I'm torn because my inner optimist okay. and someone who doesn't, I mean, like all of us, I don't think we understand native and um, white man relations in the late 19th right. century. 
But being an optimist, I th- see to myself that the Lakotas would have come and seen that the they were all still there. Their horses were nowhere to be seen. Like, obviously, if these were bandits who um, pillaged our camp and took our horses, why are they still there? There was a lot of kil- children, a lot of women. They might have looked at the big picture and thought, okay, wait a second. I'm suspicious of these people, but this doesn't look like the type of group that normally attacks us. So that's where I have hope. But also, I, okay. I see that I don't, I don't know that I understand how that worked. And they could have just yeah. come in guns and arrows blazing and yeah. and leveled everybody. I'm torn on that one, I, I guess. But it is it is interesting to see if to think about that because what ends up happening is she puts on the dress, they advance forward. Eventually, the Indians catch up to them, and there's really an epic uh, fight scene. Mm. Like I the, like it's probably ten to fifteen minutes, like two commercial breaks. Like it reminds me of um, almost like the opening of season four of Yellowstone with this epic fight scene. Like, yeah. It was just yeah. just, just a huge scene. And uh, it's, it seems like all the pioneers die. I think in the end, only maybe six or seven died. Yeah, they don't really show you who's dying or who's not. It's just a lot of, no. well, I mean, they do, the main characters. But to your point of we don't know how many immigrants actually died. And even, gosh, for the longest time, I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, Margaret and James could be, or uh, John John Sr. Yeah. Could be dead. Right. You know, I, for a while I was going, I, I don't, I don't actually know because the only one I am absolutely confirmed that does die is Elsa. So I thought, I'm like, well, we actually could end it all here. I, I don't know. But yeah, Cookie, Cookie's the first to go. And oh, that's when that scene, that moment specifically, that's when I started to mentally and emotionally prepare myself of this is going to be a bloody and very, yeah. They they don't shy away from showing it. That was a lot. Well, it en- it ends up being the scene where Elsa gets the arrow through the gut that yes. we saw. That was the very first scene we saw in this series. And yes. since then, we've kind of tried to rationalize that in a number of different ways. People have said, how can she die if she's narrating this series? People have right. suggested it was a wedding scene. A lot of people believed it was a dream sequence that she had. Hmm. And-, and the reality is... That's- we're all fooling ourselves. Uh, mm-hmm. What this show has taught us is that the most likely explanation is the explanation. And the explanation is yeah. she's on this journey. Indians are, are an issue. She takes an arrow. She's going to die. She's not dead yet. Mm-hmm. And even talking to my mom, my mom has some theory about how Sam's going to come save her with some sort of magical uh, Native American oh? recipe for how to cure. It's, <sighs> it's out there and whimsical. But I think okay. Elsa is going to die. I also think she's going to die, but I, and I, I want to hear your thoughts here as well, but I will say I didn't expect her to live to the next episode. I actually thought she was going to die there. So that did surprise me a little bit when I realized I was like, okay, we have her one more episode, you know, the finale, which would pinpoint of like, she continues to narrate it because she is dead until the very, very last second. This idea that she can't narrate it because she's dead, like people kind of really got stuck on that. But that happens in cinematography all the time. One of my favorite movies ever was American Beauty, uh, the Kevin Spacey movie with um, actually it stars Wes Bentley, who plays Jamie. Um, Mm -hmm. At the beginning of that movie, Kevin Spacey's character tells you he's going to die or he's dead by the end of it. Like it's the same Mm -hmm. kind of scenario like. That's literally the first scene. And you sort of spend this whole movie trying to justify that thing to yourself. Oh, no way this character is going to die. And, and what happens at the end? Spoiler alert. 
he dies. Like he dies. Yeah. So I, this happens in film and cinematography all the time. But people got a little bit, myself included, got a little bit stuck on this idea that just because she's dead, she somehow couldn't narrate. Well, and I wonder, too, if it's mainly because you really want Elsa to live, ultimately. You know, we don't want to hit the reality of we're going to lose her, Um, which, man, that scene, I I think Tim McGraw did a really, really good job this episode. You know, I think for me personally, we've really seen Margaret and not not that we haven't seen James as much, but Margaret, we've really seen, you know, the aspect of a mother through her eyes of just, you know, kind of the push and pull of the mother-daughter relationship and not that we didn't see that with James but I really feel like this uh, scene or this episode specifically we just see the emotional just wreckage uh, that it is kind of doing internally to James as he tries to hold it together as he tries to hold the family together and now he's realizing I'm about to lose my daughter and yeah that he just does a really really good job and uh, you know before we started recording I loved what you had said about just the little things. And I won't steal your thunder on that. I just want to hear from you um, kind of your perspective through this and his performance. Well, when you go back and watch those last 15 minutes or so a second time, you really get a chance to kind of focus in on some of the close-ups of Tim McGraw. And to, in my mind, this was his best, his best acting in this series yet. I thought he was done a good job. But like throughout this episode, really, he had these... These little moments where like it would be a shot of his full body and you'd see his hands kind of almost mm-hmm. restless. He's trying to be calm and peaceful, but you could see there was tension and anxiety in his hands. Yeah. And then you see his face and his face is exactly what Elsa's describing. And, and, and there's that mm-hmm. point right at the end when she says she she looked into her father's eyes and it was at that mm-hmm. moment she realized that she's going to die. Like his eyes at that moment, they have this softness to him. That really we hadn't seen the whole series. Um, and, it, and it's really uh, pretty heartbreaking and, and difficult to watch. Yeah. I mean, the conversation that James and Margaret have together oh, when James man, yeah. um, says she's going to die. I mean, that's. Mm-hmm. I just got chills. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's a lot of the nonverbal is what I'd say in this episode that I personally just was really hit heavy on. It's And it's not even the nonverbal, it's the subtleties. Like you said, kind of the clenching of the hands. It's not anything outlandish or anything, you know, really, really big that you would catch, but it's in the little subtleties, the little nonverbal that, yeah, I, this episode specifically just speaks volumes. And uh, yeah, the scene where the very, very end where they're, uh, it's, it's James and Elsa and like you said, the look in his eyes and stuff. I, I teared up. This wasn't <laughs> yeah. between just oh, sick to my stomach as, you know, all these people are dying. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you watched this one with your wife, but I am sure just knowing that consistently we are on the same page with the emotions throughout no, this. No, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's definitely one that I just kept tearing up of. Like you said, it just you they did a really good job of making you really feel empathetic and regardless, I mean, and I don't have, you know, kids and I still was just feeling for, for them. Um, which I guess we probably should kind of, well, go ahead. Well, I just, uh, you might be headed in the same direction as I am, but I was just going to explain a little bit more about why yes. that arrow killed her. Um, yes. We learned a little bit about, um, late 19th century, medicinal capabilities especially when you're out there on the prairie well and that margaret was a nurse during the war 
Yeah, I think they alluded to that maybe in one of the first two episodes, but you're right. I had totally forgotten okay. about that. So she had some some background in it. Um, but the, the arrow goes all the way through, but it clips the liver. And that's uh, there's some dark blood. James asks Margaret if during the war she ever saw somebody who took an arrow to the liver that survived, and she admits no, she didn't, and, and tries to justify why her daughter may. They're left with this choice to rush to Fort Casper and, and try to find a surgeon and a doctor who would give her all the right medications. And they know inevitably that wounds become infected because the arrow is filthy. Or uh, Tim decides the better choice is to just let her, let her live out her days and see every sunrise yeah. and uh, ride her horse as she wants and kind of just – it's almost like – and this is – an accurate, if horrendous, comparison. But this is like when you put a dog down. This is what like people love mm-hmm. to do is let their dog have this last final day or two where they're just at their favorite park, eating everything they want, and have these special moments before the dog passes. Um, and it's it's not unlike that in, in in some ways, even if that does kind of trivialize the whole matter. Um, but the key part is they say that wherever she dies, they're going to live. That's what they'll set up their house. Right. Well, and to me, they don't they don't make it all the way to Oregon. I don't know if you feel differently, but obviously, we, no. They don't make it. They're not no. going to make it to Oregon, which is interesting. I don't know if we want to pivot there yet, but. Well, I, we got a little bit of a, a teaser on this um, several months ago. I forget what news outlet it was. It was one of those ones that covers TV really in depth, Variety or Deadline. But they mentioned, almost as an aside, that an actor named Graham Greene is going to appear on Uh 1883. And he's the one, he's an Indian elder, who points the Duttons to Paradise Valley. Paradise Valley being where the Yellowstone Ranch is in Montana. So we kind of, and because of the whole of Yellowstone is in Montana, we kind of knew that they end up settling there. Mm -hmm. And I think as we got through this season, it became less and less likely that the Duttons at least were going to make it to Oregon. Like we both kind of lamented how they just weren't moving fast enough with the episodes we had remaining. Like it didn't make right. sense for them to get to Oregon and then and then double back. Now we know that it's because Elsa most likely uh, breathes her final breath um, in the mm-hmm. Paradise Valley that they decide to put their homestead up there, which means probably future seasons of 1883 are not going to involve Shay and Thomas and Noemi if, if they survive. Right, right. Well, and to that point... You were guns ablazing that Shay was going to die. Do we still think that in the last episode he's going to die? I don't think so. I still do. Okay. <laughs> Why? How? I just feel, I just, I don't know how, but I just feel like that's his destiny. I, I feel like Thomas and Noemi will probably get to some des- destination or at least be sent there with the knowledge of them and some sort of group of travelers have gotten to Oregon before winter comes. Um, but I still somehow think that Shay Brennan's character is um, is done for. So. Okay. The actor who shoots Elsa, by the way, is a, a new actor. He hasn't done too much. His name is Jeremy Guana. Uh, but the chief of that tribe, of the Lakota tribe, is an actor named Takala Black Elk. And he's another one of those Taylor Sheridan Where's Waldo type of characters. Mm-hmm. We love uh, those. He, he played. Yeah, these are my favorite. I mean, Cookie was like that. James Jordan was in Yellowstone uh-huh. and Wind River. Takala Black Elk plays Sam Littlefeather in the movie Wind River. 
And he's also an, a character named Sam Stands Alone from the very first season of Yellowstone. He's in about four episodes. He's next door neighbors to Monica and uh, Casey when they're still kind of living in that trailer park. Uh, if you Googled them, you'd recognize them from that first for, mm-hmm. that, from that first season. So, but he comes back here and, and obviously much a, a much more powerful, assertive role. <sighs> Emotional break in three, two, one, and we're all breathing. Breathe in and breathe Here's out. <laughs> I want to get to our predictions. I know we've kind of alluded to this, but maybe we can kind of just put them down hard in a moment. But what, okay. you know who was lost in kind of all of this that kind of in some ways set the whole episode into motion? Yosef and Risa. In the very beginning yes. of the episode, they are injured and he gets bit by a rattlesnake. And that's why they're going to Fort Casper. And then we never see him again throughout the rest of the episode. Yeah, I, I think they're dead. <laughs> you think <laughs> they're dead? Ripped. I think they're dead because, I yeah, nothing but gloom and doom over here. I, I do. I don't like Noemi and Thomas. I see the reason of keeping them alive. They can keep the plot going for future. Yosef and remind me of his wife's name. Risa. Risa. Yosef and Risa. I, I don't really like I, you can't really hinge a plot on them, at least for me. I, I feel like we've seen them. They've kind of Yosef specifically. He's obviously been the head honcho over the immigrants and. We've seen him a lot, but I wouldn't say he's a character that I'm like, oh my gosh, if we lose, this entire thing's going to crumble. So I think it's someone important's got to die. Cookie obviously did, but I think, I I think they did. I think they live. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know why. I just, I, I, I didn't see them. I didn't see those injuries as being fatal like I did Elsa's. So they could still have, I did, the injuries may not have killed them. The natives could have killed them. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, that's possible. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll find out. Um, and one other kind of loose end that I think we got an answer to this episode. And this is a little bit of a leap. And like I said, this this whole series is a study. To me, it's a study in reality. Like what should happen is going to happen. There aren't art. Yeah. While there's sort of an art to this show, there's not artistic twists or surprises necessarily. It's very logical, which brings us to this idea of Spencer. James and Margaret's other son during the flash forward sequences from Yellowstone season four. And we've long debated whose baby Spencer is. And we had like name some of the theories we had about who Spencer could possibly belong to. Well, we thought Elsa and Ennis eh, wrong. We thought "Mm, maybe Elsa and Sam. I think a fan wrote that one in. I wasn't as much of like, oh, yeah, I can see that one. Uh, I personally was never on board with it could be James and Margaret's. I just thought they're older. Surely not. Other than, well, okay, I'll I'll pin my, my thought to that thought in a hot second. And then we thought it was Yosef and his wife's, which right. that's the one I'm still personally on board with. Uh, but then also as I'm articulating all this, I, my brain is actually pivoting to a different direction. I think those were the main ones. Am I missing any? You're not, but I'm just going to just just punch a, mm-hmm. a big old like freighter size hole in your theory. Currently, Yosef and Risa, they have no kids currently, right? 
Right. Well, that's why I said all of a sudden my brain is pivoting. Of I did just say two seconds ago that they're dead. So they're dead. The theory. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm realizing my flaws, Billy, and I'm realizing I'm sort of backpedaling. I have two broad or very different <laughs> thoughts here. Yes, I am backpedaling on that probably would not work because two seconds ago I said they are gone. I, I think, again, the most logical theory is the proper one. We found out last episode that yes. Margaret is only 35 years old, which means James Dutton is probably a similar age. Certainly, she can give birth at that age. Most likely, it is James and Margaret's second son. That seems to be the logical explanation for it. And I will say, before this, before we hit record, I was telling Billy, I was like, ah, I still don't think it's theirs. But as I was articulating, you know, the potential theories, what came into my mind, and now I'm actually, I, I would pot- potentially, not 100% there yet, but a little bit more on board with it being Margaret and James is a lot of times you see, um, and, and correct me if you feel wrong on this, but at least what I've seen is, you know, a lot of times when a couple loses a child, uh, not necessarily right away, but you'll see them eventually try to have a, another another child. Sure. And so that's what was going through my head as you were saying that. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Actually, this would make sense of, you know, they've lost one of their, their children. And, um, you know, as time goes on, they're ready to just uh, not not fill the gap of Elsa, but just, you know, they, they want another child. So I actually I can get on board with that because of that thought process. I didn't know that we'd get to this, but I think we can talk a minute here about the new news with regards to 1883 and the other Yellowstone origin story and how those shows will roll out in the next year or so, because I think this is the continuation of the James and Margaret story in some ways, and um, it's going to happen sooner than we believed. We have now four shows under this Yellowstone umbrella, Gosh. if I'm counting right. I just cannot believe this. It is an empire. <laughs> That's how I'm phrasing okay, this. Okay, so I'm yeah, going to try to go Billy. through these quickly with as much detail as I have. You may need to grab a pen, a pen and paper. Yellowstone, season five, coming in the fall. Filming okay, fall. May through August. It's going to be on the Paramount Network, a cable television channel. Got it? Okay, got it. Ryan it down. Sticky note With in hand. Sword. All right. 1883. New episodes, not calling it a second season, but new episodes coming in the fall. Possible that those new episodes were already filmed. This could be what they were filming late uh... into the year. Those mm-hmm. could be in the can, ready to go for the fall. Not clear how many episodes we'll get. Um, they're just saying new episodes, nor is there any stars attached to this, but I think that'll probably change after the season finale of 1883 uh, this weekend. Well, and that would make a little bit more sense because, I, and I think I said this in a, a previous episode, the timeline of, you know, they're still filming. I'm going, are we just, you know, burning the, the candle on both ends of you know, late night editing, and it would make a lot more sense that the scenes that they were, or the episodes that they were filming weren't the ones that were being turned around and viewed to us now, that they were, that they're more so for future ones. Uh, Totally agree. Um, That makes me feel a lot better about the whole show. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 
That's going to be on Paramount Plus. A second Yellowstone origin story called 1932 is coming in likely spring of 2023. This is set during Prohibition, the Great Depression. No actors attached to it. Presumably, this would pick up the little boy John Sr.'s story, and Uh we'd run with that. That's a little bit of my theorizing. It takes place in Montana, and we kind of get that version of the Dutton family. Um, Keep in mind that James is John Dutton's great-great-grandfather, so there's still two generations between this John Sr. and uh, John Dutton. Mm Mm-hmm. Whew, okay, and me? then okay, yeah. well, the Four Sixes Ranch show, yes, and the Four Sixes Ranch show. Excited for that. Well, you know, I am too, but it's almost become like this stepsister of the <gasps> four shows because now all of a sudden it's the one we're talking the least about and seems least related to any of this. It's like this; it's not yeah. related. Doesn't seem to be related to the Dutton family at all. Right now, the only person we know is attached to it is Jefferson White, who seems right. like a great guy. He's a good interviewer. <laughs> And he's good yeah. as Jimmy. I'm not convinced Jefferson White can hold up a show on his own. Right. Uh, yeah, we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. But they, this show is coming, I think, soon. I think it might be the soonest one to come as, as far as I can tell. But um, no information, further information on that as well. Dang, Billy, we're just not going to be sleeping is what it sounds like. We have so much to cover. There's a lot. And we didn't even get to Taylor Sheridan's like three other shows that don't involve Yellowstone. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, the Taylor Sheridan empire. Good for you. Yeah. Okay. Addison Hagar, how does season one of 1883 end? Well, James and Margaret are not going to get, well, the entire, that family, the Dutton family, they're not going to get to Oregon like we've discussed. They will end up in Montana. And Elsa's dying. We already know that. I think Yosef and his wife are dead. I I, I think Shay, Thomas, and Noemi go on to Oregon. And we even see, I'm still, you know, the scene with Elsa and Shay where he's telling her, you know, I'm pretty much when Ennis she was grieving over Ennis and he was saying, you know, let them see through your eyes. Essentially. That's how we kind of grieve our losses. And he had said, you know, I'm taking my wife to the ocean and letting her see it. And so part of me is hopeful that that ends up happening. And then, you know, who knows, there's a whole other show there that they can tangent off of then. But I I do think Shay Thomas and Noemi do make it to Oregon. Um, Whether or not we see that, I don't necessarily think so, but I think they kind of leave us on the hook of, okay, those three go off. Uh, As for the rest of the immigrants, I don't think, I think we're just left with the bare bones of the main staples, the Duttons and then those other three that I just mentioned. And yeah, I don't, I don't think we ever see Sam again. I think that was just a moment of he was there and I don't think he's going to come back up. And uh, as for Wade and Colton, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that we'll we'll get a true conclusion for the Wade and Colton characters. Mm -hmm. Like, we'll just kind of have to assume. And I think that's probably the case for most of the immigrants as well. I do think we'll have one more pivotal event that happens in episode 10. There will be one more action sequence of sorts that might take out a couple of characters um, or kind of change the journey. (laughs) Okay. But I, 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 for the most part, I agree with what you said. I, I think, I think Elsa's going to die. 
And I think that's where the Yellowstone Ranch will end up being built. James and Margaret and John Sr. will live. Um, side note here, how heartbreaking was that scene where John Sr., the little boy, is just plugging his ears during all the gunfire? They just cut to him. Oh, like, oh my gosh. Billy, why'd you have to remind me? <laughs> Uh, oh, you know I'm just so tenderhearted I, right now, and then you just stuck an arrow right through me. <sighs> I have a five-year-old, and man, it was the it was the same. I, mean, I was like, "Oh my gosh, you're just piling on, Taylor Sheridan. This is not fair." <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing this dirty like this? Uh, I think Shay will die before the end of episode ten, but I do think that you know I don't know that we'll we, I don't think we'll actually see Oregon. Like, it'll just be a, a sequence where we're led to believe that Thomas and Noemi, and Noemi has two sons who have kind of disappeared. Uh, oh, I, I think. I actually forgot. They'll end up getting, to, yeah, they're like older boys too, but they haven't yeah. um, done too much. I, I think they'll get to Oregon. I think most of the immigrants will end up getting to Oregon as well. Uh, there might okay. be one or two deaths. I do think that Yosef and Risa will live, if only because I don't think killing them serves any purpose. Like, we're not emotionally attached to Yosef and Risa at this point. Um, so it, w it wouldn't do anything other than just, like, it'd be kind of just a cruel killing, I feel like. And then I don't think we'll see any of that whole cast of characters again after season one. I think it'll focus solely on the Dutton family and anybody they else anybody else they meet while sort of building up their house and life in... Um, in Montana, which is going to be interesting because I don't know how you just arrive somewhere in the winter and start building a house. Like, that seems problematic to me. But um, maybe someone takes them in for a season. Maybe someone takes them in. I'm not going to lose yeah. sleep over where they're going to stay. I can't. My my brain is too... It's too full. <laughs> okay, that, that's their fair problem enough, to figure out. Enough. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Well, on that note, Billy, should we dive into more fan Q&A? Yeah, ready? let's get to it. Uh, a lot of Q&A, okay. and I, I got some corrections to sort of make along the way. Um, okay. I don't know if people are just listening more in, more intently or if we were just really sloppy last episode, but I'll, I'll get to them as they sort of come up. Oh, gosh. Okay, Michelle points out that Beth is not short for Elizabeth. It's a derivative of Elsa. Jamie's caller ID said Bethany. Beth's driver's license shown for the conjugal visit with Riggins also says Bethany. So this is correction mm -hmm. number one. Uh, mm -hmm. We're <laughs> this is uh, Beth's real name is Bethany, not Elizabeth. We are going down this line that maybe somehow uh, Elsa was the inspiration for Beth's name. Uh, you right. know, I, I don't know that there's much to that. I guess, but shout out to Michelle for and numerous other people who pointed out um, this fact about. Beth's real name. And then also shout out for Michelle for reminding me of that conjugal visit, which the further I get away from it, it seems more and more one of the more ridiculous things that ever has happened in Yellowstone is that Beth put on a short dress and yes. went for a conjugal visit with a man she never met. Like that was just, I don't know that that was the show's uh, signing moment, but it made me think of it and, and, and chuckle when I needed one. So shout uh -huh. out to you, Michelle. <laughs> okay, JR on YouTube says, biggest Easter egg I saw was Sam riding around Elsa yelling. Very reminiscent of the last scene in Dances when Wind in his hair proclaims his undying friendship to Lieutenant Dunbar. Lieutenant Dunbar being Kevin Costner's character. We had talked about how there was that Easter egg for the Buffalo Heart scene. And 
apparently there were quite a few more. Uh, people really stepped up, and I think there was two or three more that people uh, connected that episode of 1883 with Dances with Wolves. Uh, a couple oh. things. I kept saying Dances with the Wolves, like uh-huh. it was Dancing with the Stars, and I apologize no, no. for that. <laughs> it's okay. It is, in fact, Dances with Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not dancing with the wolves um, but yeah real sharp uh, comment by jr there marianne also emailed about a, a similar sequence the scene about the wolf james dutton is talking to the uh, native that wasn't to sam I-, I said that james and sam were having the conversation it was just one of the other native american men who were trading bullets uh, last one that we have is from Ashley, who says, well, once I stopped crying from watching 1883 episode nine, I had this thought. They say they will settle where they bury Elsa, lightning with the yellow hair, Yellowstone, reference to her gravestone. Eh. You don't like it? I thought this was brilliant. Oh, it is. It is brilliant, but I don't know if we're really stretching here. I don't know. I'm, I'm here. I want to I want to hear your thoughts. Well, yeah, we are stretching a little. Well, I don't really have any more. I just thought it was a great theory <laughs> that Yellowstone, yellow hair. I don't know yeah. that she really, the Duttons really embraced her name, Lightning Yellow Hair. So it could be a stretch, but, you know, we don't really know why they call it the Yellowstone Ranch. True. True. Yeah, I, I think it's the, if I've learned anything about this show, it's don't deep dive too far. And I think this is a little bit of a stretch. Like you said, I, I don't know if the Duttons ever embraced her Lightning with the yellow hair. We know Sam did, but... It was never confirmed that that was an embrace. So, yeah. Staff at tasteofcountry.com is the email address. And gosh, keep them coming. So many emails and I've really enjoyed responding to them. This week was really hard because after seeing how episode nine turns out, like I realized that all theories were wrong. So people would (laughs) email me with theories that I just knew were wrong. So I had to be like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Good point. Oh, I didn't. Holding I your didn't tongue. Know that. Uh, oh, that's hard. Uh, yeah, that was that made it a little bit tricky, but uh, still, I enjoy. I enjoyed the conversation as I always do. Once again, the email address for questions, comments, theories, and this week's trivia answer is staff at tasteofcountry.com. First person with the right answer gets to make Billy his or her mouthpiece. Let's make him suffer a bit. I'm Addison Haker, and we'll have a recap of episode 10 next week, followed by more analysis of both 1883 and Yellowstone, and a preview of the next season of both. Be sure to tap follow wherever you're listening, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review. Dutton Rules is written by myself and Billy Dukes, with the research from Sterling Whitaker, and is edited and produced by Billy Dukes. As always, you'll find cast interviews in the archives and more content at staff at tasteofcountry.com YouTube page. Dutton Rules, a Yellowstone 1883 podcast is another great Townsquare Media podcast. (laughs) 